is up? Welcome back. We got a victory Monday, baby. Feels good. And damn it, was that fun or was that fun? Dude, that was awesome seeing another game of Trey Lance. Uh, just and only seeing it, but seeing the improvement that he's made over the last couple months. And, you know, we basically haven't seen Trey since... When was week five? I feel like that was legit like three months ago. And I can understand why they played Jimmy so long because Jimmy was playing pretty well for, I mean, we can legitimately say that Jimmy had like five or six good to really good games. He had a couple stinkers in there, including the Tennessee game, uh, which was not all that great. Um, Actually, after re-watching it, he was, he was 50-50. Like, there was a couple times when he was just, he was on it. And then there was just three absolutely horrid throws. And then just a couple others where he just wasn't doing anything. And after seeing what we saw from Trey yesterday, oh my goodness, dude. I loved it. I loved it. So... We're going to review the game a little bit. We're going to talk about it. But overall, I would just say that we're probably going to talk a lot about Trey. And it's because that's the biggest story. Like, obviously, our defense played incredible. They allowed one touchdown, seven points the entire game. And uh, that was it, which is really good. Holding an... Holding an NFL team, I realize Davis Mills, rookie quarterback, and the Texans are a horrible team with a whole bunch of just dudes, you know, not necessarily any superstars or anything, but I mean, still, like, that is an NFL team. You held them to seven points, and that is just impressive, you know? Seriously, it just... That's, the defense did a really good job. They basically allowed one drive to go down, and then that was it. They shut everyone out. It was awesome. We'll talk about the defense as well some. Um, but the big story here is Trey. How did he do? How did he look? This is his second start as a 21-year-old rookie in the NFL, and it was it was awesome. And let's just get into it. And I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the uh, NFL game pass here just so I can go through like each of the drives. Um, Oops. Let me stop that. (laughs) Yeah. So obviously the game was Sunday. Watched the game. Uh, Then uh, earlier today, I watched John Chapman, uh, 49ers Rush put out his all 22 film breakdown. So I watched that. And then I went on Game Pass and I rewatched the entire game as well. So at this point, I've basically seen the game about three times. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, to, to put it, I guess just to make, a, to make a really condensed version. So if you want like the 30 second version, how was Trey Lance? He started out slow, and I feel like Trey wasn't quite in his rhythm, and Shanahan wasn't quite 
in the rhythm in terms of them being comfortable with each other. Trey wasn't basically warmed up yet, and Shanahan wasn't quite sure what to play call, or wasn't quite in the groove yet. So the first quarter, it was a little bit clunky. He made some good throw. He made some good plays with his arm, made some good plays with his legs, started out five, completing his first five passes. Then he threw a bad interception uh, where he probably shouldn't have thrown the ball. He probably should have realized the defender was there, got to his progressions. He had a Debo streaking open. He also had Ayuk coming open on a crosser. Uh, so that was the interception there in the second quarter. And then at the end of the second quarter, he ends up having a really good final drive in the final 38 seconds for a field goal. But then the second half turned it on, got more comfortable as the game went. And then the, and then the offense put up 20 points in the second half. So it was awesome. Overall, Trey finished. He completed 16 of 23 passes, so he didn't throw it a ton, but that's 70% passing, basically. I think technically it's 69.4, but we'll call it 70%. So he completed 70% of his passes for 248 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He had over 10 yards per attempt, and he had 12 yards... Uh, a 12-yard ADOT, so average depth of target, meaning he wasn't checking it out, he, checking it down. He was spreading it out through the entire field, and he was throwing it 10, 15, 20 yards consistently. His uh, his first throw of the game, if I remember correctly, he uh, scrambled a little bit. And we'll talk about his mobility as well, but he scrambled out a little bit, evaded pressure, went out to the right, and then hit Ayuk for just like 13 yards at the sideline. And it was it was beautiful. And that was what we got to see throughout the game was we got to see the big plays. So his arm, uh, he's got a huge arm. And just being able to just fire just rockets through tight holes in coverage before defenders are able to break on it. He showed that he has a huge arm. He had a couple long passes. Obviously, there was the 45-yard touchdown pass to Debo, where he rolls out to the right, sets his feet, 40 yards downfield, across the field, hits Debo in stride. Debo runs in for a touchdown. He had also near the end of the first half, he attempted about a 30-yard touchdown pass to... Ayuk, and I love that we actually had that play because Jimmy never makes that throw where you're doing like the, you got your guy one-on-one with a defender on the outside going for the, going for the back pylon, you know, just toe tap in the end zone. That's what you want to do. And it was just off one of Ayuk's hands. He couldn't quite bring it in, but love to see that play. It was a safe throw also. It was at a place where only Ayuk could get it. And yeah, just spreading the spreading the ball throughout the entire field. So you've probably seen the passing charts that NFL Next Gen Stats puts out. And NFL Next Gen Stats, they basically have, you know, here's the quarterback, and then they show the field, and then where did all the throws go? 
and Jimmy is pretty much always between the numbers inside 20 yards. Like it's always over the middle, like 80, 90% of his passes are short and intermediate over the middle inside the numbers between, you know, 10 and zero to 20 yards. You know, he typically doesn't throw outside the numbers, doesn't throw deep. And it's always usually clustered over the middle. Trey, his throws were everywhere. He was throwing right. He was throwing left. He was throwing deep. He was throwing to the sidelines. And it was it was just awesome to see the ball spread around so much. Um, his mobility was really good. He One thing that I noticed that definitely improved, and again, we do have to just provide a little bit of context here. Again, the The Texans are very bad. They don't really have any good pass rushers or anything like that. So he did play against one of the worst teams in the NFL, but he looked really good. His pocket awareness uh, looks like it's improved significantly, meaning in the pocket, feeling the rush, evading it, escaping it, buying time. There was multiple passes that he made where and multiple plays just in general where, you know, he was, he got up, he started going through his progression, and then one side of the pocket would collapse, usually the right side. Dan Brunskill's not very good. Um, Dan Brunskill is, by the way, still the biggest liability on the offensive line at right guard. Um, Tom Compton has been playing solid, which is kind of surprising to say because Tom Compton is kind of been bad his entire career. And then this year, the last like month or so, he's been okay to good for like three games in a row. Um, But either way though, the pocket would collapse and he would feel the pressure evade it and then roll out and buy some time. And I loved that while he was buying time, that he was always looking down the field. He doesn't want to run unless it's the last option and he trusts his arm enough that he's willing to wait. He knows like, Hey, if I see a guy that's able to come open 30 yards downfield, I can make that pass, you know? So he might not be getting it out in 2.5 seconds. Like Jimmy, maybe he's getting the ball out and you know, maybe three or three and a half seconds, but that extra half second to a second, it gives Ayuk or Debo or Kittle or whoever else the time to get open. And he has confidence in his arm and the talent and the arm strength to get the ball anywhere on the field. If he has a guy open on the other side of the field 30 yards away, he feels confident he can make that throw and he will. And that's what we got to see was he wasn't always the the best in terms of rhythm passing. I do feel like that he got a lot better than that. I do feel he got a lot better at rhythm passing, you know, knowing when guys are going to be open, hitting guys in, in the holes in coverage, um, fitting the ball in before a defender can break on the ball, things like that. I feel like he did really good in that. And... He was good evading the rush and evading the pressure, and he made good decisions. While while he did start the game a little bit kind of looking uncomfortable 
like he wasn't quite confident in his reads and everything. He started the game out like that, but I never felt like... At, obviously, during the game, you're a little bit nervous, but after re-watching it, I didn't really feel like I was afraid he was going to make a dumb decision under pressure. It was like... that was, And that was another thing that really stood out was... He didn't really make dumb decisions. And that's what's... That's one of the things that frustrates us so much about Jimmy is that like Jimmy, he still makes dumb decisions and he's been in the NFL for eight years. Like when you've been in the NFL this long, you shouldn't be making dumb decisions, but he still does. Trey, on the other hand, is able to evade and escape the pressure buy time with his mobility, feels confident putting the ball anywhere on the field, and then he makes a good decision. And his decision-making, it, it really impressed me. Um, I also really liked that he didn't throw every ball like it had to be a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. I remember the first game, the first, I guess, the first game and a half. So obviously the Seattle game, and that he played the second half in and the Arizona game that he started and played. There was a lot of times where he was just trying to just rocket a fastball in un- unnecessarily. And I think that's what led to a lot of the drops was he was just throwing the ball too hard and the receivers weren't ready for it. And credit to the wide receivers. I don't remember there being very many drops. I think the Debo was the only one who had a drop where it wasn't like a contested pass breakup, but an actual like hits you in the hands, drops it. Debo had one drop. I think it was like he hit him on a slant that uh, ended a drive. But outside of that, he, he threw a very catchable ball. And that's another thing that we wanted to see in his development. So... He threw with touch. He he evaded the rush. He bought time. He made good decisions. He looked like he trusted his arm to get the ball anywhere on the field. And overall, I would I think that he played very well if So because this is only his second NFL game, second NFL game, keep in mind, Trey, he's 21 years old. He played one year of college football. He didn't play any football last year. He played some preseason ball and he's had one start. This is his second start in the NFL after basically playing, we'll call it four games over the last two years. He played really, really well in that context. Really, really well. Like in that context, I would give Trey probably an A minus. There was a couple passes that weren't super accurate, so his, he had a pass to Jennings that was a little bit low. Jennings made an impressive catch. 
Uh, he actually had two low passes to Jennings. He His first throw that was like a rollout to use check, or it was an early throw in the game, to use check wasn't great ball placement. Use check still caught it. And he had, I'm trying to remember what other inaccurate throws he had. I think those are the main ones. So, yeah, just overall, like, his accuracy was a lot better. He put touch on the ball. Good decisions. Good job evading the rush. He just, he, he and he got better throughout the game. I think that was another thing that just is that, that much more impressive and that I really liked was the fact that he looked like he got more comfortable and he got better better in the game. What do we usually see from Jimmy? Usually what we see from Jimmy is he's really good the first drive of the game. He's really good the last drive of the game. And then maybe he has one or two other good drives just sporadically throughout the game. It's never consistent. Jimmy doesn't like get better throughout a game. It's like he has a good drive and then he's not good for two or three drives. And then he has a really good drive. And then he's bad for three more drives. And then he ends up having a good drive at the end or something. Trey, it was like, good pass, good pass. Uh, you know, we have a penalty, so now we don't quite get it. Fourth and one, we don't, com we don't convert the fourth down. And then next drive, a couple of good passes, maybe drive a little bit down the field. And then the, the further that we got in the game, the better he got. So next thing you know, at the end of the first half, he puts together, uh, it was like 30 or 40 yard drive to get us in field goal range. And then he just got better. And we put up 20 points in the second half. When is the last time that we put up 20 points in the second half? Seriously, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I think it might be. I think it might have been the Green Bay game that we lost because we had to come back from a big deficit where I think we were down like 14 or 17 to zero in the second quarter. We got a touchdown. So... I think that's honestly the last time that we put up 20 points in the second half. So I, I don't think we put up 20 points in the second half in over two months, at least probably three months. Think about that. Think about that. I love it. And then again, he wasn't perfect, but I will take not perfect with all the big plays that he made and his one interception again, it was a bad interception, but I feel like that's a play that you can learn on. And you watch that play and you're like, okay, so not a good pass. There's a couple different options that you can do. It's a cover two, and you can either, instead of throwing a, a bullet to Kittle, if you loft it over the defender and lead Kittle forward and to the outside away from coverage, that was that probably would have been like a 20 to 25 or maybe 30 yard pass. Or maybe Kittle takes it all the way after breaking a tackle or whatever. But either way, loft it over, put a little more touch on it so the defender can't undercut it. Loft it over and outside. 
or see the defender get to your next progression and see Ayuk coming wide open on a, over the middle on a crosser. Cool. There you go. Then you can get it to him. He's going to take it for probably 20 yards on that play. And the reason why I'm saying this is because he can learn. He can develop. He can make these improvements. Think about how much of these, think of about the improvements that he's made just between literally playing 10 quarters. The kid has only played 10 quarters. Half against Seattle, one game against Arizona. This is his second NFL start. Considering it was his second NFL start, I I think that he played amazing, and I am so excited. Um, I don't think that he is nearly as much of the rushing threat in the NFL that he was in college. Just the, the speed of the athletes in the NFL is so different than the FCS college level that I don't think Trey is ever going to be a big time rushing threat. I do think that he is a rushing threat, but I don't really like doing a whole bunch of quarterback design runs. And that was one thing that bugged me at the beginning of the game was I felt like at the beginning of the game, there was a bunch of quarterback design runs. And I don't like that because even though it gives you a number advantage in the blocking game, Trey is not Trey is like a build up speed kind of guy, meaning he doesn't have a super fast zero to 60 and, but he does have long speed. So he's like a long strider. I mean, you look at him, he's six foot four. He's got, you know, fairly long legs. He's a little bit lanky, even though he's built, um, but he's a long strider. He's not necessarily quick. So he is, he's not Lamar Jackson. He never will be. Um, I wouldn't even, I would probably say that he's not even quite Colin Kaepernick in terms of rushing threat. I think that Colin Kaepernick was, uh, probably a little bit more straight line speed and, uh, a little bit quicker to get to, to get to full speed. So I don't mind the idea of Trey being a rushing threat, but I don't like rushing him a lot. What I did see and what I liked was that after a couple designed quarterback runs early in the game, it felt like Shanahan just got rid of it. And Shanahan was like, you know what? We'll just, we'll forget the, uh, we'll forget this quarterback run game. And we are, we're just going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. He's going to pass the ball. We're going to run and pass. And it's not going to be the Trey Lance run game. And I liked that because I think he had two or three designed quarterback runs in the first like two drives or so. And then after that, uh, after that, it was like he didn't really have any. And I was like, oh, okay, good. I like this. I like not having a lot of quarterback design runs. And then you know what? It was like all of a sudden he was... He wasn't taking all the hits and, you know, the run game was still working. I I really don't mind, again, him being a run threat. I just don't want him being a primary runner. And 
I also like him a lot better as a scrambler than as a designed runner. Because when he's scrambling, it would be like I said, you know, the pocket collapses or it's on a rollout and he's buying time and trying to evade the rush and he's looking downfield to pass. And then when he needs to, as a last resort, he would take off and run. That's exactly how you want to see it, right? So, um, I think that's the most of it. Again, just, he, he, I loved it. I loved it. 20 points in the second half, 70% completion, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he had 116 passer rating, if you care about that. Um, again, 10, over 10 yards per attempt. And just putting the ball everywhere on the field. One thing that Chris Sims said today that I really liked was that Trey Lance's style of play is actually less dangerous than Jimmy Garoppolo because we all know where Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw. He's going to throw it only over the middle where there's all the defenders. And if he threw it over the middle where all those defenders are, then there's a lot of traffic there. There's a lot of bodies. And as we know, Jimmy, he always gets picked off by linebackers and safeties who are lurking right over the middle there. And he just doesn't see them sometimes. Trey, on the other hand, because he spreads the ball out everywhere, he's putting the ball where there are not defenders. That's what you want. You want to put the ball where there are not defenders. Now, that's not to say that, again, Trey didn't make a couple risky passes. He didn't make some very impressive passes and impressive throws. Um, but overall, he'll spread the ball out enough that he's not putting it where there's all the defenders. So overall, just Trey's first start, I loved it. Um, I don't know if Trey is going to start against the Rams, now, unfortunately, even though we won, the Saints also won, which means that we need to win next week against the Rams. Um, also, the Eagles won. So I believe that the Eagles have officially clenched a playoff spot. Uh, we are currently the sixth seed. However, if the Saints win next week and we lose, we're out of the playoffs. If we win, we're in the playoffs. Uh, just due to some weird, like, tiebreaker stuff. So, we don't know what the deal is with Jimmy. Uh, the most interesting comment that I heard from Shanahan in the post-game conference was that uh, he will have... I, I'm trying to remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of... Um, if Jimmy is 100% and he can do everything perfectly, then he will have zero hesitation to have Jimmy be the starter. Um, he doesn't need to be 100%, but he does feel a lot more confident. It sounds like basically Trey played well enough and Shanahan liked what he saw from Lance. That he's like, I'm good with starting Trey. And I, and Jimmy, Jimmy needs to be pretty dang close to a hundred percent before I, before I place him back in. And the fact that Jimmy has a grade three thumb sprain on his throwing hand 
and he didn't even throw the ball last week. And typically a grade three UCL sprain is, um, it's between like a four to, to six week healing, like healing process. Like it takes a while. So the idea of him coming back is after a week or two is pretty crazy. So I, uh, I really don't think Jimmy is going to play next week unless he is throwing the ball on Wednesday and he looks really good all week. But again, he couldn't even throw the ball. He couldn't throw the ball, not once last week. So I think we might be seeing another game of Trey Lance, and I'm all for it. All for it. All for it. Love it. So um, some other standouts and interesting things in the game. So uh, we talked about Trey. That was obviously the biggest and most important thing, but the rest of the team played pretty well also. So... um, on offense, Brandon Ayuk had an awesome game. I think Brandon Ayuk is probably the biggest benefactor of Trey Lance playing. Lance likes to throw to wide receivers, and he likes throwing down the field and outside the numbers. What does Jimmy not like to do? Those things. And where does Brandon Ayuk typically run routes? In those areas. So... Brandon Ayuk loves <laughs> Trey Lance because Trey Lance is going to throw the ball to Ayuk all over the field and not only when he's running through traffic over the middle. So Ayuk had four catches, 96 yards. Uh, that one catch, that he had a couple just incredible catches. So he had the one catch where he, Trey fires a rocket over the middle Ayuk turns his head just in time, catches it, gets hit by a defender, spins, and then ran for an extra 30 yards. It was like, uh, I don't remember exactly. I think it was like a 43-yard pass. So he caught it and ran the ball for... Why does this thing keep popping up whenever I open it? <laughs> Anyways, so Ayuk, that play was incredible. Also, right before we kicked the field goal in the first half, at the end of the first half, he had that toe tap on the sideline. Um, that throw was a little risky. The defensive back did get his fingers on it. He tipped it to Ayuk. So, luckily, Ayuk was able to have the concentration, catch the ball, sideline, tippy toes, and then we got that field goal. But just hell of a game from Ayuk. Four catches, 96 yards, and... I mean, by the fourth quarter, we were basically just running the ball out. So Ayuk didn't get a whole lot of opportunities. Otherwise, he would have had a 100-plus yard game. And he had that near touchdown where he he got one hand on it in the end zone. He had both of his feet inbounds. He just couldn't bring the ball in. Elijah Mitchell. I got to give big, big props to Elijah Mitchell. 21 rushes, 119 yards. He set the 49ers franchise rookie rushing record this game. 
Uh, I believe that on the season now he has nearly 880 yards. Um, I don't know the exact number, but I think if he gets 130 yards next week, he'll pass 1,000 rushing yards. He also got his first receiving touchdown on the year. So Elijah Mitchell was awesome. It was his first game back. He had every single carry. And, dude, his vision... His vision is so good. And uh, one of the things I wrote down was Elijah Mitchell has, I call it like phone booth elusiveness, meaning you're one-on-one with him and you're like six inches away coming at him and he can just shift subtly when you're like inches away from him and just make you miss. And there was a couple times when he had a defender coming right at him and he just he just had a subtle move where he would just shift a little bit and the guy would just go right by him and then he would weave his way for another five yards or so. So he was awesome. Just the vision, just he's a smooth runner and just weaving in and out of like the rushing lanes. Elijah Mitchell was awesome. Again, he hasn't played since the Seattle game, which is, was that three weeks ago? And then comes back and puts up 120 yards. That's awesome. And something to keep in mind, the fact, Trey Lance, complimentary football, right? Complimentary football. Offense helps defense. Defense helps offense. Special teams helps both of them with positioning. Quarterback, you got a mobile quarterback who's a run threat who can spread the ball out and it opens lanes for the running backs. So, you know, just having, again, having Trey Lance in there opens up the run game. This offense, we put up, I got to pull up the actual stats here, but I think that we put up over 400 yards of offense in this game. I think it was, let me pull up the uh, stats here. So, uh, this is the game summary. Uh, first quarter did not play individual stats, uh, team stats. Where are we? Return yardage, uh, total yards, 416. So our offense put up over 400 yards of offense. And again, our defense, we held them to 220 yards of offense. Our third down efficiency was not that great. But again, not being able to convert on third and fourth downs, which we were 5 of 15. So I don't like that. That's only only a third. You want to be converting closer to half. Uh, Bad is like, Like 30% conversion is terrible. 40% I would call good. 50% conversion is amazing. So only only completing about 33 or a third of our third and fourth down conversions. Didn't like that. But the explosive plays that Trey Lance provides and the chunk plays, you know, where, where he opens... The fact that he's out there opens up a lane for Mitchell, and Mitchell's able to run for 8, 10, 15, 20 yards. He had a 30-yard run in this game. So complimentary football, this is 
This is why Shanahan got this kid. He saw him and he said, dude, the arm, the smarts, he can spread the ball all over the field. He's a rushing threat. He will unlock the offense. This offense is Shanahan unleashed. So getting so annoyed at that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna mute this. That way if it happens again, I don't uh I don't get that again. <laughs> so this offense, Trey Lance basically unleashed it in his second start. So very exciting. Uh Debo had the incredible uh Debo didn't have a big game, but he did have that awesome. Um, let me actually bring up the individual stats here. So yeah, Debo, he had three catches for 63 yards, but his big one was the 45-yard touchdown. Ayuk caught four of his six targets for 94 yards. Juwan Jennings had two catches for 25 yards. Now, both of Juwan Jennings' catches were a, a bit low where he had to reach down and catch them. They weren't great passes, but the fact that Jennings made them, props, props to him. Elijah Mitchell caught two checkdowns for 11 yards. Uh, use check, same thing, two for nine. And uh, Hasty caught a checkdown, which was a great play. So Hasty caught a checkdown. Hasty only had one catch for six yards, but it was beautiful because they converted a third down. It was like a third and four in the red zone, which put them within scoring range. And just the fact that Trey Lance evaded, rushed, like evaded the pressure, evaded the rush, runs out to his right, and while he's running out to his right, turns and throws the ball left five yards. So little pass, but still like, you know, you're running to the right, you're turning, you're throwing cross body to your left, to your check down, and he gets a first down. Beautiful play. Uh, Trent Sherfield caught, got a 12 yards on play action on crosser. And George Kittle had a George Kittle catch that was just, it was amazing. And I'm sure you know the play I'm talking about where he just, he goes up the seam. I think it was against a cover two. Trey Lance just gets it over the defender where only George Kittle can get it. And Kittle just jumps one arm and just catches it for 29 yards. It was while, while drawing an interference call. So Kittle, while he only had one target, it was incredible. Uh, or his only catch. It was awesome. Um, I think that's most of what I want to talk about on offense. Uh, the left side of the offensive line continues to be solid. Tom Compton had a pretty solid game. PFF gave him like a 70-something grade, which is really good. Uh, I don't know how Tom Compton has suddenly decided to revive his career. I was really hoping that Jalen Moore was going to be starting a right tackle when Dan, when um, McGlinchey went down. But Tom Compton's been really good for a couple weeks now, which... He, he does get beat in pass protection occasionally, and it's usually not pretty. It's usually pretty bad when he does get beat. But he's really good in the run game, and he's been mostly solid in pass protection. Dan Brunskill, on the other hand, is just bad. And uh, there was there's multiple times where Dan Brunskill just gets beat, and it's ugly. 
Uh, Trey only took one sack. That's another great thing that we got from Lance. Again, evading the rush was he only took one sack. And the one sack that he took, it was, um, I forget what they're, what, what the specific term is, but basically instead of the four defensive linemen rushing the, one of the defensive ends drops into coverage and then they send a blitzing linebacker instead. And they stunted the uh, defensive tackle. So basically confused our offensive line where Trent Williams wasn't blocking anybody because his guy dropped into coverage. Lakin Tomlinson is blocking his guy Alex Mack is blocking nobody. Dan Brunskill is blocking his guy. Tom Compton is blocking his guy. Then another guy comes up and attacks Dan Brunskill, so he tries to pass off his guy to Mack. Mack doesn't see it, and then they both overwhelm Brunskill, and it all happens so fast that Trey takes the sack. So that was that was like the one... Uh, it was, I forget what it's specifically called. If it's like a fire zone or a, or a, a bluff blitz or a creeper blitz or whatever. But either way, that was, that was the one sack that he took. And again, just Dan Brunskill, he's a liability, at right guard. I can't wait until somebody better is out there. I really hope Aaron Banks, God, I really hope Aaron Banks is improving like these other rookies, like, I really want, I liked, I've said this multiple times, pre-draft, I really liked Ambry Thomas as a developmental outside corner that you can sit for about a season and then he's ready to start next season. And that's basically what happens. And one of my notes in here is Ambry Thomas was solid. He was really good. He had a pass breakup. I think he only allowed one catch. He had a near interception where he almost got a pick six. Um, Ambry Thomas continues to improve and get better and better and look like a, he looks like a starting caliber corner at this point. And our other rookies seem to be getting better as they play. Who would have thought? So I really hope that Aaron Banks is improving enough where he can take the starting right guard position. I feel like at this point, the only reason why he's not is just because offensive line, so much of it is about communication and while Dan Brunskill doesn't have the strength to stand up against those to to stand up against things, at the very least, he is he usually gets his communication right and he gets his assignment right, even if he just gets beat. So even, if that makes sense. Like he's getting beat, but at least he knows his job and he does it correctly. So I really hope that Aaron Banks is improving to the point where he can take over that starting position. Um, yeah, and then other than that, just the run game was awesome. Blocking was good. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, 5.7 yards per attempt. Trey Lance had eight rushes for 31 yards, so he averaged about four yards per rush. Now, I will say Trey Lance typically gets more on scrambles than he does on designed runs. So I like that he only had eight rushes. That's way better than his last game where he had 16. I'd prefer if it was a little bit less, um, but as long as it's under 10 rushes, here's my opinion. Don't call more, 
than five designed quarterback runs for Trey Lance. He's he's not that dangerous of a rusher that it makes sense to do it. He's okay. But that's not what he's that's not what he's best at. And this isn't the FCS. In the NFL, the players are just so fast that you can't do that. So, um, that'll be what I say about Trey Lance and the rushing. Another thing that was interesting was it did seem like the Texans kind of figured out how to stop Debo and the rushing, at least when Debo runs is running on the outside. And what they did was basically every time that uh, we brought Debo into the backfield to run, they would shoot a safety down to intercept it. And they held Debo to only 2.7 yards per attempt. So Debo had seven for 19. So he didn't do very good, and he had a long of 13. So if you take away that one for 13, he was six attempts for six yards. So the Texans did a really good job of stopping Debo's rush by shooting a safety down uh, by shooting the safety down to the side that he was rushing at. So here's what you got to keep an eye out for moving forward. Other teams are going to see that and they're going to try and copy it. And then Shanahan is going to have to figure out a way to counter that. And Shanahan is a genius of setting things up. So the fact that the Texans did that this week, I have a feeling the next week against the Rams, we'll see the Rams do something similar and then Shanahan will figure out a way to attack their attack their counter, if that makes sense. So, yeah, we will see about that. Um, our defense, defense, again, was just awesome. Fred Warner and Marcel Harris were just flying around like demons. Fred Warner had... If I remember correctly, Fred Warner had um, like 15 tackles. Let me bring up the individual stats. No, not fumbles. Team stats. Possessions. Drives. Defense. There we go. Fred Warner, 15 tackles. Marcel Harris, 10 tackles. Eric Armstead, 8 tackles. That's awesome. In terms of sacks, we generated three sacks. Now, what I like about this was that the sacks came from all over. Uh, Armstead, Ibukum, and Key, they all combined to get those. And Jordan Willis. So it wasn't all coming from Nick Bosa. Now, the reason why it wasn't coming from Nick Bosa is because Nick Bosa was getting double and triple teamed on basically every play. I feel like when I was watching the game and then re-watching the game, it was like Nick Bosa would get blocked and then they would hand him off to another guy who would block him and then another guy would come in and help block him too. So it'd be like two or three guys were blocking Nick Bosa on every single play. And so he wasn't able to do much. But what he did was he freed up the rest of the guys to get sacks. Hence the three-team sacks between Willis, Key, Abukum and Armstead. So that was what was kind of interesting about the pass rush. 
And uh, while our pass rush wasn't great, it did get the job done. I mean, three sacks. Um, that's solid. Uh, in terms of our cornerbacks, I already talked about Ambry. Ambry had a really good game. In fact, Ambry Thomas actually earned a uh, one of the best PFF grades on the team. If I remember correctly, let me see if I can pull this up here. Ambry Thomas got the third highest PFF grade, a 72.2, which is pretty good. So really good job, Amory Thomas. He continues to improve. I I like that kid. I'm glad that he's playing well. He's developing. And yeah, the defensive line. Again, when you're triple teaming Nick Bosa, it frees up the other guys. And this week they won their one-on-ones, which was a great thing. Tackles for loss. Uh, Fred Warner had a tackle for loss. Abukum had a tackle for loss. Arden Key had a tackle for loss. DJ Jones coming in with a tackle for loss. Um, I will say that it was kind of frustrating that the Texans were getting so many runs up the middle. I feel like every time that they ran the ball, they ran it up the middle and they gained like three or four yards. But then they were never really able to convert very much, which was a good thing. (laughs) So... Uh, let's see here. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Marcel Harris had the interception and then he fumbled it. And then they said that it was forward progress. So it wasn't a fumble. Um, not really sure if I agree on that, but you know what? I will gladly take a call that goes our way because I feel like 80% of the time it doesn't go our way. So I will take it. (laughs) Uh, Another reason that's great about having Trey Lance out is that we drew a defensive pass interference. Who would have thought? Trey Lance threw it. It was like a 30 or 40 yard pass to Ayuk and he drew a pass interference. Who would have thought you throw it deep and good things happen. But, you know, Jimmy never throws it deep. So we never get those. But we did today. And it's, it's a good feeling. Also, Fred Warner had the forced fumble that was, I forget who recovered it. Um, fumble recovered by, I don't remember. Either way though, Fred Warner had a forced fumble and Jordan Willis on his sack, it was a strip sack. So gotta love it. The defense was just everywhere. Uh, the worst player on our defense is obviously going to be Josh Norman. And I am happy to report that Josh Norman got benched. I was so happy. I saw Josh Norman get the pass interference and do his normal like, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't think that would happen. And then next thing you know, Shanahan calls a timeout And then Dante Johnson is out. And I was like, holy shit, they just benched Josh Norman. About freaking time. So I was very happy that they benched Josh Norman for the remainder of the game. Uh, It was a little bit funny in that right after that play, Dante Johnson drew a pass interference. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. It was kind of funny, too, because that's like the – that was – about the only time that they were able to get some offense going is when they got two consecutive pass interference calls for like 50 yards <laughs> total or so. 
Uh, yeah, penalties were definitely an issue, but those two defensive pass interference calls definitely hurt one of our drives. But after that, Dante Johnson was he was solid. I think at this point, Dante Johnson is better. Shanahan did say that Emmanuel Mosley has a chance to return this week. Same with Dre Greenlaw. So we will hold out hope, but if we get Mosley back, that'd be huge because Mosley was our best corner once Verrett got hurt in week one. I think Mosley's played very, very well this year. And with how well Ambry Thomas is playing, I really like the combination of Mosley and Ambry. I don't think that that's like two elite corners, but damn it, that's two starting corners. And Mosley's played really well this year. We've got him under contract next year also because he signed that two-year deal. And we've got Ambry on a rookie contract with three more seasons. So with how well Mosley was playing and with how good Ambry is playing, I would feel pretty comfortable rolling into the Rams game and the playoffs with Ambry and Mosley. If Mosley's not healthy, I want Dante Johnson out there over Josh Norman. Um, you know, we will see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, just overall, corner play was good. I liked it. So, <clears throat> what else? Yeah, just in general, the defense was so good. So good. All right. Um, I think those are the main points. I'm just going to look through the drives here and just see if the, any of my thoughts, um, any of my thoughts come out. So, just going to go through the drives. First drive of the game, Houston gets the ball. They have a loss of yards on their first play, then they run for six, run for three, then they punt. So first drive, defense gets a three and out. Great job. Our first possession, we have a two-yard run, a negative six-yard run, and then Trey Lance runs for six on a scramble. We punt, so we have a three and out. Not great, but, you know, either way, you get three runs, short run, tackle for loss is what it is. Then, same thing. We give them the ball, three and out. Good stuff. Then, this one was difficult. Um, our second possession of the game, we went 30 yards, but then we had a turnover on downs. So, he had, uh, Trey had a scramble where he checked down to Mitchell. Then we had that uh, jet sweep by Kittle run for six. Trey Lance ran for two on a QB sneak on third and one, which I like. I really like the QB sneak. Lance is a big, strong kid. And if it's if it's a yard or less, I think that you should go for a QB sneak. I don't think you should try and get too cute with the play call. Then Elijah Mitchell had a 13-yard run, just shooting the shooting through there. Then a short pass. This was that uh, rollout to use check for three. Not the best pass, but he caught it. Then Trey Lance ran five yards. 
Then he had a one-yard run on third and two, which I didn't like the Lance run on third and two, but it is what it is. Then I really didn't like this play. On fourth and run, we had a toss to the outside to Elijah Mitchell, and it was a negative three yards. I really didn't like that. At fourth and one, I would really more like a run up the middle or a QB sneak. I think that would have been a better choice. It would have been a QB sneak there. So they get the ball. They have a, a nine-yard pass, a two-yard run to make a first down, then incomplete, then a negative two, then incomplete, then they punt. So at this point, we basically just made them punt three times, and they've only gained like, geez, what is that, like five yards, eight yards, nine yards? So they've gained nothing. Then we get the ball at our four-yard line. So this was probably the worst special teams um, the worst special teams play of the game. I think special teams this game, what I will say is special teams didn't lose us the game. It wasn't good. It was okay. But you know what? I'll take okay. I will take okay from special teams. As long as it's not bad, as long as it's not losing us the game. So, but this drive. So we have a 66-yard drive. So we got a one-yard run from Mitchell, 12-yard pass. So this is that one where uh, Lance scrambled out to the right and then hit Ayuk for uh, 12 yards to convert, uh, get a first down. Then uh, this was the one good run from Debo Samuel. He had 13 yards, just kind of weaved through the lane there. Then we had a 12-yard pass. This was uh, when Lance hit Sherfield. He rolled out to the left on a play action, hurt Sherfield on a crossing route for 12, then a two-yard run by Mitchell, six-yard run by Mitchell, seven-yard run by Mitchell. Then we had a negative one by Debo. This is, again, when they were shooting those gaps and getting him for a loss um, with their safeties. Then Lance took the sack, and that made it really difficult. Then you're at third and 19. So, unfortunately, the sack... Um, again, Dan Brunskill, Alex Mack, and just the blitz, that weird blitz that they did kind of killed this drive. He ended up getting uh, 12 yards on the third and 19 to Jennings, but at that point, it's fourth and seven. You punt it. But, you know, it is what it is. Either way, though, good punt. We get it down. They get it down at the eight. So then they have a three and out. Boom. Awesome. We force another three and out. Unfortunately, now... We have at the, uh, this is now in the second quarter. This is on the first play of the drive. Lance throws that interception to Kittle. Again, if he would have thrown it over, so like lofted it over Kittle, uh, and outside, the defender wouldn't have been able to get it. Or if he would have seen the defender move to his progression, he would have seen Ayuk coming open uh, on the right. So is what it is. He'll learn from it. Then, so they get the interception. Now they end up having a penalty on it. So they get the ball uh, way, way back, actually. And this is when they drive 85 yards for their only touchdown of the game. 
So they got an eight-yard pass to Brandon Cooks, a four-yard run by Burkhead, incomplete, then a six-yard pass, penalty, 15-yard pass, two-yard run, five-yard run. Then we had a holding call on Kawan Williams for a 24-yard pass. Oh, no, no, this is when... um, Yeah, so Brandon Cooks ran like a slot fade and beat Kawan Williams. So that was a bummer, but it was it is what it is. It's kind of hard when you have Kawan Williams matched up against a speed guy, just because Kawan Williams doesn't have the speed to carry things vertically. So I hope they figure out a way to uh, adjust to that. So they get 24 yards. That's a big play. Three yard run, six yard run, five yard run. They're basically just running it up the middle every game. Remember I mentioned that? They were going to run it up the middle, run it up the middle, then do a deep pass, then have a screen. Didn't see many screens though. Um, Yeah, pass for no gain, negative one yard, and then a touchdown pass. Um, Davis Mills hits Brandon Cooks for an eight yard touchdown. He... He just beat Fred Warner in coverage. And I mean, it's really hard to have Fred Warner matched up against, um, you know, Brandon Cooks. Like Brandon Cooks is run like runs like a four three. And yeah. So anyways, that was the Texans one touchdown drive. We get the ball. Doesn't really go anywhere. We end up punting it away. So we have a run for no gain. One yard pass, six yard pass punt. So we have a three and out. Then we force a three and out by them. And then this is when we had 30 seconds, 38 seconds left. We have a 56-yard drive for a field goal. I love it. So, uh, first play is a 22-yard pass. Throws it to Debo. And uh, penalty. So, yeah, passes to Debo for 17 yards plus a penalty. So five-yard penalty. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. They delay delay a game. Dude, that's so annoying when they do that. They're they're trying to run the clock out so they like hold the guy down so that he can't get up. Uh, so I'm glad that the refs are actually calling that what it is, which is bullshit. You shouldn't be allowed to just like lie on a guy and keep him from getting up to stop to keep the clock running. So I'm glad that they got that. So that was a delay game, and it stopped the clock. So then we had 28 seconds. So we have an incomplete pass to Debo. I think that was uh, that was one where he was scrambling out to his right, and then while he was running, he tried to throw it to Debo, and he was just just throw it a little bit behind him. Just wasn't the most accurate throw, but also just a really difficult throw in general. Trying to throw it like 20, it was like 15 yards downfield while running to the right. Just, you know, difficult pass is what it is. He missed it, but, you know, whatevs. Uh, let's see here. After that, we have a big pla- big pass to Brandon Ayuk. So, deep to the right, Brandon Ayuk for 27 yards. Love to see it. He catches it, and he gets 8 yards after the catch and runs out of bounds to stop the clock. With 14 seconds. I love it. Then uh, we have an incomplete pass to Ayuk. Then Compton has a false start. So we take negative five yards. That made it that made it difficult for the field goal because of that penalty. That would have made it a 
because we ended up that would have had it been a almost a 50 yard field goal which would have been tricky for I, I wouldn't I don't know how much I trust Robbie Gold to make a 50 yarder it's probably 50 50 at this point but then this was the one of the more incredible catches of Ayuk was uh, Trey throws it and risky pass it hits the defender in the hand but he's not able to catch it and it glances over his hand Ayuk is right behind him catches it plants both of his feet toe taps looks down at his feet to make sure he's in bounds and then falls out of bounds with three seconds left it was it was glorious I loved it then we get a then we get our field goal we got points. All right, second half. Uh, this was another one that was disappointing uh, because this was a drive where we should have at least got something, but we didn't. So the our first one out of the second half, it was eight plays for 56 yards. So um, we have a short two-yard run by Mitchell, two-yard run by Debo. Then we have Ayuk's biggest play of the game. Lance hits Ayuk over the middle, catches it, takes a hit, spins off of the hit, and gets 32 yards after the catch for a 43-yard pass. Awesome play. Uh, then we've got incomplete to Sherfield, a six-yard run, a three-yard run, and then on fourth and one, we have a turnover on downs. And uh, this is one that... This is one that was frustrating because I didn't like the play call. Like, There's parts of it that I like and parts of it that I didn't like. What I didn't like was that it's fourth and one and it makes a lot more sense, again, just to do a QB sneak. Like, do a QB sneak. Trey Lance is freaking six foot four, nearly 230 pounds. He can get one yard on a QB sneak. Instead, you try and get cute, and you do this boot play action rollout thing. And I do like the way that Shanahan designed it, where you have... Kittle in the flat, followed by uh, followed by Debo behind him, and then Ayuk is like the deep. So you've got the play action, and you've got Kittle in the flat, and then two crossing routes, and they're all kind of coming in, so you got three levels to throw to. Unfortunately, they were all covered, so Lance tried to fit it in, and it just ended up being incomplete. So... Um, I, I didn't like the play call. The play design was okay. But that ends up being a turnover on downs. So Houston gets the ball. Four-yard run, two-yard run. 15-yard uh, penalty. This was frustrating. This was Tart's worst play of the game. Tart uh, went in, and he would have tackled Davis Mills for a loss. But unfortunately... Uh, he ended up getting a face mask on Mills, so they ended up getting a penalty and a first down. And it was it was a third and one, and he would have got the stop, uh, except for the uh, the face mask. So 
frustrating. That was like Tart's one bad play of the game is what it is. Uh, then they have a four-yard run, a three-yard run. If you're noticing a lot of short runs that they were doing, it was like, it was literally every single run by them was like, Burkhead up the middle, three yards. Burkhead up the middle, four yards. <laughs> then Marcel Harris gets the interception and just great awareness by him intercepting this ball. He saw the route, read it. It was super easy. He just dives in front of it. It was it was awesome. I loved it. Great job by Marcel Harris. Just next time that you catch it, just go down. Don't try and get a bunch of yards after the catch or all that kind of stuff. Just catch it, go down. Don't try and force a bunch of tackles. We got lucky that they called, um, we got lucky that they called progress forward progress or whatever, instead of a fumble, because I think he did fumble it. But again, I will, any, any breaks that the refs want to give us, like I will take them. (laughs) I will take them. All right. Then we got a touchdown drive. So this was six plays, 20 yards. Again, great field position because of, um, or solid field position because of the interception. But again, this is where you get the pass interference. We get it for us. It's like the first time I can remember this happening all season, us getting a deep pass interference call. So Trey Lance, deep over the middle to Brandon Ayuk, draws a pass interference, 37 yards. That's awesome. Like, this is this is why it's so frustrating when Jimmy doesn't throw it deep or throw it, like, he doesn't throw it deep, and this is what you get when you throw it deep. Like, when you throw it deep, good things happen. Even the worst thing that happens on a deep pass, if it's an interception, it's an arm punt in a sense. This is why, in my opinion, not all interceptions are equal. Jimmy's interceptions are really bad because they happen like right over the middle where there's a lot of traffic. He throws it right to the defender or they just happen at really bad times, like in the end zone at the beginning of the drive and right into a defender's face. Like that's really, really fucking frustrating because those are three really shitty interceptions. However, if you throw, say, a 40 yard pass attempt and it gets picked off at the end and then they return it 10 yards, like, yeah. It sucks that you got intercepted, but you know what? Think of it as a 30-yard punt. At least they're 30 yards that way, and you are giving your man a chance. You gave the receiver a chance to make a play on the ball. You also could have drawn a pass interference call like here. We see that all the time against our corners, but Jimmy never does it. Trey, in this situation, throws deep, draws a pass interference, 37 free yards. Thank you very much. Six-yard run by Mitchell, one-yard run by Nick Mitchell. Uh, this here, this was the uh, short pass to Hasty that I mentioned. Third and three, six yards, running to the right, evading the pressure, tossing to the left. Hasty catches it, perfect pass, gets the first down. Love it. First and goal at the eight. Trey Lance, uh, they do a rollout design and perfect, checks it down to Mitchell touchdown Mitchell we take a lead we're up 10 to 7 
we then force them to punt after gaining no yards. So we basically get a three and out. Uh, then we have a kind of like a three and out. It was basically a 10-yard run for a first down, and then it was a three and out. So bummer for us, but it is what it is. Um, this was the Debo drop. So second and seven, Trey Lance threw it to Debo over the middle, hits Debo in the hands. Unfortunately, Debo, he's had some concentration drops this year. This was one of them. He dropped that pass. Would have been a first down. Unfortunately, didn't quite get it. And then on third and seven, Trey Lance scrambles, gains six yards, can't quite get um, the first down. We end up punting it. Fourth and one this year, again, I understand that we didn't convert some fourth and ones, but fourth and one midfield at that point, I would have really liked us to go for it. Again, QB sneak, run up the middle. Our offensive line should win. Then... Houston gets the ball. They get an eight-yard run, a 10-yard run. So they get a first down. Then they have a holding call. So they've got first and 20, incomplete. Then they get a, what was it? This was, oh, this was the, so this was a missed field goal ultimately. But Houston, they only gained 17 yards of offense on this play. But they got a 33-yard pass interference from Josh Norman, and then a 23-yard pass interference right afterwards from Dante Johnson. So they were gifted 55 yards in penalties. We end up stopping them at the line and sacking Davis Mills, credit Arden Key, and they end up missing a field goal, which was pretty cool. But, you know, either way, we get the ball back, and it's a quick touchdown. So this was six yards run up Six yard by Mitchell, one yard by Mitchell, 13 yard pass to Jennings on a third and three. So good job, Jennings, getting the catch. And then we have the 45 yard Debo catch for a touchdown. Beautiful. Uh, we give it to them. Uh, they have nine plays. So let's see here. Uh, so we've got kickoff. Uh, they have a roughing the passer penalty that gives them first yard, a run of four, a run of five, a run of three, incomplete, two-yard run, incomplete punt. So, again, they were getting nothing going. The only offense they had were penalties. Then we have an 80-yard drive for a field goal. So we get the ball at the 20. We have an eight-yard run by Mitchell, two-yard run by Mitchell, First down, then negative two, then run for no gain. Then this was on uh, on third and 12. George Kittle has that incredible 29-yard one-handed catch. That was awesome. Right after that, we get a 37-yard run from Mitchell, which gets us down to the, uh, the six-yard line. We have a three-yard run by Debo. And then at the three-yard line, Trey Lance runs it in for a touchdown. But Ayuk holding 10-yard penalty. So that backs us up to the 13. Uh, Four-yard run, incomplete pass, field goal. So we could have had a rushing touchdown there from, like, that, that could have been a rushing touchdown by Lance. And then we would have been up, what would it have been at that point? Um... 
So yeah, instead of the field goal, I think we would have been at like 24 at this point then. Or something like that. Either way, uh, Houston gets the ball. They're desperate. Eight-yard pass, incomplete, incomplete. Turnover on downs, incomplete. And credit Dante Johnson on that fourth and two. Beautiful pass breakup. We get the ball back. And it is, uh, let's see here. So, Ah, I'm missing something here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, turnover on downs. <laughs> Somehow skipped a drive. So we get the ball, and this is when we just started killing the clock. So five-yard run, Elijah Mitchell. Two-yard run, Elijah Mitchell. Um, Two-yard run, Trey Lance. Again, don't really like the Trey Lance runs. Uh, third and three. After the two-minute warning, uh, you get the clock down to 116, call a timeout, kick a field goal, go up 21 to 7, minute 16 left. They end up getting a couple plays, but not able to do anything to finish the game. So, yeah, there you go. It was, um, it was an exciting game. It was an exciting game. Um... It was awesome to see Trey Lance going. It was awesome to see this offense open up. I feel like if uh, I feel like Trey, if Trey runs that in, we probably would we would have scored thirty points this game. Because you figure we're at twenty three, you know, figure there was a couple fourth and ones that I didn't like. The uh, the rushing touchdown that's nullified. I guess if you take away the field goal and add a rushing touchdown, that would have made it 27 to 3. So, yeah, I mean, 27 to 3, you're beating a team by 24 points. Like, that's awesome. Like, what way to, what, what, what better way to build your rookie's confidence than by doing that? So, I love it. I love it. I love it. It was an awesome game. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be tons of film going out, lots of discussions. We'll see who starts next week. And I am very excited. I personally am going to be going to the uh, Rams game in L.A. So I will be there for the final game of the year in L.A. And uh, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be awesome. So me and my girl, we're going to be leaving Saturday morning to fly down to, uh, what is it? Uh, fly out of uh, SeaTac, so Seattle area, down to LA. We got this cool little place by the beach. Uh, I'm going to be going to the 49ers Rush uh, rush road trip party. So we're going to be partying it up there. Uh, shout out to Chapman and all the other people who are going to be there. And... Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I get a chance to see Trey Lance in person beat the Rams. And I'm going to have another podcast out later on this week. We're going to do a Rams preview podcast, obviously. But I think we're done for today. Just overall, awesome game. Trey, great performance. What we wanted to see was a win against the Texans and improvement from Trey Lance. And we saw huge improvement opening up the offense. We got a big win. And now we're on to LA. And hopefully next week against the Rams, we can punch a ticket to the playoffs 
And if I have it my way, it's, it's, with, it's with Lance. So as always, thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. Like, comment, subscribe. Catch you later. Go Niners. Go Niners.